and go. Hello. Welcome to Journal Life on Wales. I'm Stacey. And I'm Chris. Welcome to episode five, Whole Own and a Handicapped. Ooh, that's the spice title, but it's a catchy title. Yeah. Um, we don't necessarily believe, I, I don't know, we think about language, but we'll maybe cover that in that's another episode. That is for another episode. Okay, so this episode, we're going to cover living alone with a disability, the obstacles, the difficulties, mm-hmm. and what we love about it. As we've covered before, of two totally different disabilities. So, this is true. Know, things that I find challenging could uh, be okay for you. I know other, th- other things that you find to breathe, I might be finding difficult. Yes. Which brings me to the first thing. Okay. Your high cupboards. Yes, because we are currently in my kitchen. <laughs> it's one thing I always struggle with when I come into your house. I'm like, Chris, I can't reach it. I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five high cupboards, which is a bit crazy for a wheelchair user. Yeah, but you can stand. I can stand a little bit to get stuff. But I don't have, we should probably point out to those OV things that you can pull out. The pull-down basket things? That I don't have. I don't know what you call it. There's bound to be a fancy name for them, but yeah. I don't know what it is. I know, I have them in my kitchen, but I didn't. For when I moved into my kitchen, I had no wall cupboards at all. When I moved into my kitchen. That, that meant to me. Do you just realise they've made it? I've got a kitchen and I've got to have a high stab suit. I was just give me a kitchen and I'll make a heart. You know? I just realised I said that. Just give me a kitchen and a mattress and that's where all's dead. If I only had the kitchen, I would have struggled. Because I had three cupboards. Yeah. I had no wall cupboards at all until last year. Here's something that's different about us, right? So you're, you have... You, whenever you first moved in, didn't have the pretty darn things. Uh-huh. We need to find out the name of those. If we find that, I will we'll put it in the middle of the episode. But um, you didn't have those. But I also don't have bottom cupboards. So we're both we're both quite limited in space compared to regular kitchens. Which I've never thought about. But, um... So, I actually never thought about that. No, neither did I. Under. So, no lower cupboards at all? Let's just paint a picture. So basically, I have five high cupboards and then one, two... Two, so I have five cupboards, two low cupboards, four drawers, and then no other space, mm-hmm. which is actually quite a limited kitchen space. And then you, yeah, I have, I now I have four wall cupboard and three lower cupboard. Which, but whenever you first moved into that, like a lot. Whenever you first moved into that single kitchen, <laughs> oh, just the kitchen. <laughs> I only had three, three lower cupboards. So I had one for, one for food, one for um, dishes, and then one for like pots and pans, and mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah, I know it's a weird thing for us to start off on, but that's it. It's something that I've never thought about before. But like I, so we both have, or we both had, pretty limited uh, kitchen space compared to. Right. Was this all? Was your kitchen always like this? Yeah. 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 I think they brought it down a level because the guy before me was in a big electric chair. So right, okay. they brought a dining a few inches, but there was never any cupboards underneath. Underneath, yeah. 
<laughs> something I never thought about, to be honest. So if I couldn't stand, I would be grabbing everything from the upper cupboard to land. I'd need to have all those wee basket like things that you have. They're handy. Like, it took me ages. I'm, I'm in my house now. But if they were your own, if they were your only real storage, they'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah, because they're not big. They're not big. Like, I do have one drawer down there for pots and pans. But if I didn't have that, and I had to put all my stuff down from those drawer things, that would be quite difficult. Yeah. Which probably leads us nicely onto chores. Yes. Household chores. Ooh, I have a thing. How do you find items? I said chores. Um, well, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. But I think everybody hates chores, but... What like, do they have adulty things? <laughs> I think the thing that might be a little bit different for us both is we haven't talked about this yet, and we'll probably talk about it in more detail in a, in a future episode. Fatigue, yeah, for me, is quite a big thing because I'm a posture. It's probably a, it's probably a thing for you in other ways. I think because of scoliosis. Yeah. You know, we're both kind of... So, I mean, like, what... Thing that's what triggers What we're really saying is most people hit chores. There's not very many people that are sitting there going, oh, goodness, I can't wait to get up to the with chores. Can't wait to do the dishes. <laughs> but, um, although some people do, my mum used to be crazy for chores. She used to, like, thrive on it. Oh. Yeah. That came out naturally there because I, sometimes I do enjoy doing dishes with, like, find it very therapeutic. And then other times I'm like, oh, no, I can't be bothered. I just can't t- bring myself to do the dishes. Completely off topic for one wee second, but I would listen to the Headspace podcast occasionally because I'm a headspacer. Not a headspacer, <laughs> but a headspacer. Or a headspacer, but um, I would listen to the I would listen occasionally to the Headspace podcast. I said occasionally, just advice that. But I would listen to the Headspace podcast and they talk about I'm doing the dishes and stuff mindfully. Yeah. Like, there's something about it. It could be quite therapeutic if yep. you're paying attention to it. Do you know what I think I love about it? I have a thing about rubbing my hands under hot water. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of soothes me. You're probably not that way. Do you also like the feel of the hot water and the washing up liquid? It's nice and smooth or not too much? It's just the water. Just the water? <laughs> I have a thing about rubbing my hands under hot water. And you don't yet have a bath, so you don't? We should put that. Not you yet. have a shower. You're, oh yeah, I get I get washed. You're, you're not. You're not still just in the kitchen. Just completely bad self. Just doesn't have a bath or a shower. She's literally just got a bath in the middle of her kitchen. Completely <laughs> <laughs> the sink. But but there is an interesting. You don't yet have a bath, and like you've always said, you would probably enjoy that. Yeah, I love a bath. This is something you enjoy. Or something therapeutic. I don't know if therapeutic's the word, but whenever hot water running on my hands, like, it takes me ages to wash my hands because I just enjoy it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you get actually a poster child for one of their... You'd be a poster child for a, for a hand washing advert or for a COVID advert. Do you know, though, if you ever see those posters and they're always like, oh, 30 seconds... Do you, now I, I do actually know it pretty well because I've watched so much Women Grave and Animate. You know, the whole... Yeah, then COVID. Then that, <laughs> and, and then COVID. Uh, but yeah, so you'd probably... You'd be a poster child for one of those. Oh, yes. A hand water. Uh, yeah, you could be... I'd be gorgeous. How would this be a hand washing hand model? <laughs> what? Um, so that is... Anyway. <laughs> you're kind of like... 
So basically, any chore that involves water, you're all over that. I'm like, yep, yeah, like, I'll do that. Yeah, that's good work. Well, apart from like bathroom the floors and stuff. Yeah. How do you feel about? Well, I would, I can do it, but it takes me an awful long time. Like, uh, I have family at the moment that we do those kind of chores for me, uh, like my vacuuming and mopping. I can do them. Um, and for a long time, I, I did do them. I remember whenever I had uh, wee Jack, you know, he, he was a wee Staffordshire uh, terrier. And um, so I would be vacuuming every day. But the big thing for me, I don't know about you, I can do these things. But it takes about double the amount of time, yeah. or maybe triple the amount of time, and it takes a lot more effort. <laughs> this is going to sound really dramatic, but recovery. <laughs> but, yeah. It takes a hell of a lot out of you. I've been in the house before, you know, and my mum and sister could have the whole house vacuumed in about five, six minutes flat. Yeah, which would take you... Vacuum, vacuum in that... after it. <laughs> yeah, vacuum in that same... So that five or six minutes it took them, it would easily take me... 20 or 30 minutes to vacuum in the whole house. Now, I've also got an OCD, so that maybe factors into it occasionally, but I think generally just the effort of it. And then the other thing with mopping as well is, um, now, I know obviously if you're able-bodied and you're mopping, obviously you're walking backwards. Like, nobody really mops. <laughs> nobody really mops while walking into, the, into it. Walking into it. But I do think that's a little bit yeah. harder than the wheelchair. The there, yeah. We yeah. don't always have that option. It's yeah. Like, mop it, wait over the top. Yeah. Or, or you're maybe trying to go backwards, but you know, it's just, it, yeah, it's doable, but it's a bit more cumbersome. Takes a little bit more effort. It's just a lot easier yeah. for somebody on their feet to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, and I think um, uh, we would talk about this quite a bit in work as well, me and my, me and my colleague, Dina, uh, because it's not a well-known thing, and we probably are going to like cover spring theory and stuff in a future episode. I've known about this for quite a while now, but I didn't know there was a name for it. But everything that we do does generally take more effort, and that does include household chores. So people often, I think there's a bit of a, a misconception that sometimes it's like, oh, they're lazy. Do you know, oh, you can't be bothered mopping, you can't be bothered recommending lines and everyone. It makes you feel lazy though, doesn't it? It does sometimes. Like, I, you know, when I would still do, like my, my thing really is, I know this isn't really about living home alone, but like after I've done a day, once I come in from work, generally speaking, I'm shattered. Yeah. I can maybe do one or two wee things after work, but I wouldn't be coming in from work and cooking the dinner and vacuuming. But I would, I, I would be, I wouldn't be, I'd be too tired. I'd be knackered, uh, most, mostly for me posturally, but I'd be knackered. Yeah. What about you? Is there any chores that, is there any chores that you would really struggle with or ones that really stand out to you? Um, changing the bed, huh? <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, interestingly, again, I can do, I can do a single bed. It takes a lot of time, but I can do it. It would be a lot easier. Then a double bed, doing a double bed without standing up. Can you do it standing up though? No. No. Um, no. That would require you to stand up? I don't know what I was going to say there. I was like, no. Um, <laughs> no. But for you to do a double bed, it would require you to stand up, which probably makes it harder. Yeah. Even if it could, which I don't think that it can, but even if it could, it would be a lot harder. Again, a wee bit like the mopping and the vacuuming, I think that we can do it. I just think that it probably requires about three or four times the same amount of effort and probably about three or four times the same amount of time. Yeah. 
uh, would be my main thing. Like, realistically, the way I look at it is I could probably do anything if I... Well, maybe not anything. But <laughs> provide what we... <laughs> we, could, we could probably do the vast majority of things if we have enough time and energy for them. But the problem is, often most people have... We don't have the energy. Yeah, most people have a finite amount of energy. And I would say disability, uh, that would impact us even more. So, yeah, so changing the bed be a hard one. <clears throat> Maybe I'll talk in a future episode about things that um, I have done, change, change my lifestyle in relation to energy. Yeah to, ch- yeah, to try and give you more energy, to try and make your life easier. Uh, we'll discuss that in a future episode, but to bring it back, when you were saying about things you do that tire you out, but you don't actually realise it until you stop, mm-hmm. for in, in connection to that, would spit the words out. Would driving be in connection with that? Is what I'm trying to say. No, that would have been the car. But oh, well, actually, yes, I I can tell you now. Again, going back to posturally, like if I I'm driving down to Dublin, I'm back in the same day. Sometimes you do quite a bit. Which you do do quite often. But we're not going to tell everyone. We're the third for We're not doing it. <laughs> I'm not talking about it. I refuse. But um. But yeah, we do that a fair bit. And if I drive up and down Dublin on the same day, sometimes driving baby a bit tired. But I don't know if it's the same for you. It's more on a regular basis. It's more about getting in and out of the car. Yeah. The, now, f- the physical driving itself. It's okay. It depends. Like, if I'm going somewhere where I don't know where I'm going, honestly, mm-hmm. anxiety comes in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that uses up energy. Energy. But generally, the physical driving is fine. It's fine for the most part. And as you say, getting out of the car. But you see, uh, I don't know if you, and I've never really thought about this that much, other than yes, it does burn more calories and require a lot more effort. Getting out the car. On a comfortable day, I'm happy to get in, in out the car about three or four times. If you were to ask me to get in and out of the car much more than that, I would probably start to feel a bit fatigued. So, uh, what I mean by that, and I don't know, because I know, like, obviously, there's days like today you've probably you've been out in the car we've been in you've got days where you're doing a lot of babysitting and stuff so you're maybe in the car quite a bit like i've got this thing where i could drive to work get in the car so i'm kind of not as priced by the way because you're getting in on it right so that's fine and then i'm driving home and getting in the car that's four times again can't count them both both ways and then i can probably just about do it another time but after that but then if you if you've done that another time, that's another two. Yeah, actually it was for take up the sec. Which yeah. So as if, if we're saying getting in and the car for if we're counting it as one, I could probably do it max. Do you get into the car you have to get out? Well yeah. <laughs> but if we're if we're if we're counting them as a pair, yeah. I could probably do it like I could probably do it like three times in a day comfortably. The fourth or fifth time I'll be like, Oh, jeepers, getting in the car again. And again, like because we have two different disabilities we have two different ways of getting burned out of the car. That is true, actually. Yeah. These are wee things that we we don't think of them. Day to day. The thing that we both, it probably burns more calories for both of us compared to an able body comfort, but we're both doing very different things. Uh-huh. So how do you do it? I usually, if all is well, I take my wheels off my wheelchair and I hoist it into the boot. Yeah. Um. So you're at the back of the car? I'm at the back of the car. Yeah. Now, there's two components to that for me. Number one, most of the time when I'm, in fact, not, not most of the time, all the time when I'm lifting that chair in, I'm always only using one arm, which isn't a big deal. I'm a, I'm a reasonably strong person. And what do you do with your other arm? I'm using it for balance. 
because if I don't do that, then I'll topple over. <laughs> uh, and then the other reason, component of mine, which is a wee bit different, so not only am I doing that one-handed, which isn't really a problem, but you do have to remember, like, I'm, I'm already... On top of that, I'm using the other arm to balance, and on top of that, I'm taking quite a bit of my weight through my legs, which my legs aren't very good at. Yeah. Um, you have to take into consideration the weight of your child. Yeah. As well. So that would be my main component, and then yours getting into the car would be, uh, I'd, like, energy-wise, how would yours differ as well? For me, um, like, I can't stand or walk, whereas you can. So I get into the, dri- into the driving seat, take the chair apart, lift the wheels, I put them into the back seat mm-hmm. over me. And they have lift the body of the chair and put it into the passenger seat, mm-hmm. which requires a lot of upper body strength. Yeah, you're doing a lot of lifting, and you're doing you're probably doing a bit more. Mine's is, is harder in some ways, but in, in other ways, mine's is nice and easy in terms of I take the wheel off, chuck the wheel into the back, take the wheel off, chuck the wheel into the back. Whereas you're kind of trying to maneuver stuff over yourself without hitting yeah. yourself in the face. Which I'm assuming you don't do anymore. No, but put, uh, put the the seat right back. But you've probably got quite a good rhythm of doing it now. Oh, I yeah, I've been driving for. But as you say, <laughs> so they're both two different methods. But yours would take. Um, I wouldn't say, it's. Energy wise, I wonder the both roughly the same. I would imagine, yeah. Because I'm using my legs, which aren't very good, but you're also. You have to use more finesse than I have to. Yeah, I can kind of just lift it and chuck it. You have yeah. to be a bit more subtle. About yeah, there's a rotate there. There's a rotate. In the core. And you have to do it quite cruelly. You know the way they say, rather than doing rather than doing exercise like this, if you're trying to build muscle, they say you should do it a wee bit slower. Uh-huh. So you're having to do a much more controlled movement than I am, I think. With, so those would counterbalance each other. I have arm strength, core strength. And you're doing all that wee bit slower. I'm just... I'm just yeah. chucking stuff into the boot. It's like, oh. <laughs> Which is why my chairs get so damaged and why my dad keeps giving off to me. I'm like, can I do that, Jill? And I'm like, no. No. No, I don't want to. <laughs> That's what I do when I do when the chair is brand new. Like, it doesn't last very long. So while we're talking about um, driving, we'll bring in shopping to mm-hmm. grocery shop. Yes. Would you do you prefer to go and collect your grocery shop, or do you prefer to get delivered? Well, no, I don't get me started on brand because I'm not going to rent this episode. But <laughs> but you are <laughs> Tesco, not the name and shame, all the big supermarkets, but Tesco, Sainsbury, who've all got these ridiculous limits now, where you need to like order at least forty pound worth of food, and then you still need to pay a delivery charge. And I'm sitting there going. I live alone. I do not eat forty pounds worth of food a week. Plus, uh, if it was ordering every two weeks, by all means, happy days. If it was more affordable, I would get delivered. But, but I'm not paying Tesco or Astros every forty pounds. Yeah. And you've also got Iceland just up. The road. And I've also got Iceland just up the road. And what I've actually noticed about Iceland, sure, it's Iceland. If you look for the right things, because I'm a bit of a stickler for, I like, I hate things with palm oil in them. I'm a real weirdo that way. It's just palm oil is not that great for you, so I try to avoid it. Like, the plague. <laughs> but not as bad as the plague in my dad. But it, like COVID? It's, but yeah, but it's not as bad as COVID or the, or the plague. But palm oil is supposed to not be very good for you. So I try to avoid it. 
China Thailand. If you if you're looking for the right stuff, a lot of their fruits and vegetables don't actually have a lot of a lot of additive, additive. In fact, I have a lot of stuff in the freezer. No, I just don't have any additive. But that's completely off topic. Uh, what what did you ask about me? So, do you prefer to do your shopping online or? I would love to. Do, I would love to do it online, but I refuse to order forty pound worth of fruit a week because I don't need that like the fruit a week. <laughs> like, so there you go. You don't. You feel like you don't have the yeah. choice. Yeah. Like my my mom goes to Tesco religiously, so she would get like soy milk and stuff in for me because it tends to be like a five by five or six liters of milk. That's got a bit of weight to it. So my mom would tend to, if she's in Tesco, then she would tend to grab me the heavy stuff like the milk. And then I would just go and do my shopping. Um, I would just like pop up. But then I'm one of those people. Um, I don't know what you're like, but I'm one of those people. I don't really, I like to, I, I actually like going to the shops maybe twice a week. I like to, yeah. I like to see how I feel. But the other thing, I don't know if you have the same issue. Um, the other reason I think I like to go to the shops multiple times is because as wheelchair users, we can only carry like one or two bags, or at least I feel like I can. Yeah. It's okay getting help out from the shop out of the car with bags, yeah. but it's getting from the car into the house. Yeah. You know, I find you need bags, obviously with handles that you clip on your belt. Yeah. But but even at that, I think there's a limit. Yeah. Because I can quite comfortably have depending two. on what's in them. And if I, if I add a third, yes, depending on what's in them, if I add a third bag, it starts like flopping around all, all over the place. Yeah. Or like, or to like strategically maneuver it so that they all kind of stay roughly in position in my lap. Did you ever get that thing where you've got, where you've tried to clip on like three or four bags and then they've started like rubbing off your waves and you're like, oh. Or you've got a case of eggs. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, understand. These are the things you have to consider. I always do these things. Whenever the whenever the shop system is giving me the stuff and I'm passing them away, I'm always trying to strategically do it in such a way. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people will pack like their self stuff for their self stuff and their hard stuff for their hard stuff. Yeah. And we're I'm probably doing that too, but I'm trying to do it more strategically for what I'm going to clip onto my belt. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? I found actually some some people on tells will take that into consideration. Not everybody, but some mm-hmm. I noticed that some do. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's something I picked up on. Just I have asked for help a few times, but that's usually if I go really overboard to you. Have you asked for help? Not? I usually don't have to ask. See, neither <laughs> do I know, but that's probably because I, I, I've i kind of got into the way of now I, I would go to the shop twice a week. So we will, I don't know, I'm guessing you know your limit and I know my limit. Like, actually, so I've got the three things. I do, do you do this as well? I, a lot of people probably think I'm shoplifting, right? <laughs> but I go around, I go around like Iceland or Tesco and I will have my carrier bag with me and I'll put the stuff in from the shelf I have the bag. It, yeah. I just, I guess, I guess you know why I'm doing this, don't you? Yeah. You know why I'm doing this <laughs> because. But tell us anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's, it's fine. Throwing it, all, throwing it all in the basket, isn't it? Uh-huh. But the basket is not the same as carrying the bag. Nope. Whereas if you're putting in the bags that you're going to use as you're going around the shop, that that simulates how much you can carry. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever have you considered? Have, I've done it. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering are we the only weirdos that do this, or is it like a thing where you're? I've done it. Can lift over my shoulder, but I hope they don't think. Yeah. Like I like I went to the checkout with two bags filled with stuff, and I just got the bag and emptied it onto the conveyor belt. So I'm, I'm also, I, all, I also try to do this wee thing where I try to demonstrate that I haven't shoplifted anything but by making it pretty <laughs> obvious that the bag is not empty. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even do that. I'd just set the bag up. 
I'm doing like a magician trick, trying to demonstrate the look of I can die empty. If you look at that, it's empty. But that's a, that's a wee small thing, but that's the thing that I do and you've done a few times. Uh, yeah, I because, definitely have. Well, we can. I can pick up a basket by all means and I can start throwing stuff into a basket. I can also start throwing stuff into a trolley, but if I do that, I might buy more than I can carry. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. Do you think, do you go shopping more than once a week or what way do you work yours? No, I wouldn't go more than once a week. Um, What's your what's your kind of routine? I don't have a routine when it comes to shopping, to be truthfully honest with you. I just kind of take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what have I got? What do I need? But do you still only go shopping once a week? Sometimes, probably not even. <laughs> do you are do you do a lot of because this kind of goes into like you know living alone trying to make life as easy for as as we can are you pretty good planning ahead yes the juice plus comes in uh-huh. play with my daily routine which is the because you've normally got lunch or breakfast looked after an effect on the shopping yeah yeah so it's made my life easier mm-hmm. a hell of a lot easier that way because mm-hmm. then i've got most of my meals there yeah so you're just kind of, you're focused on like one main meal a day and yeah. you're normally quite prepared that way. Uh-huh. See, I used to do that when I used to do mad for, for those in the know that's one meal a day. What happened to that since Christmas? I don't know if it's long run, but one meal a day, no, no, six. That's a lot. But I know, I know, I'm exaggerating, I'm exaggerating, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that was very... Yeah, but then I'm not a lunch or a breakfast person. No, well, since Christmas I have been. But yeah, so you're, you're quite well kind of planning on, okay, you've got your juice plus, so that's usually breakfast or lunch looked after. Yes. And then your shopping is just dinner. Yeah. And you're all with dinner. If you manage to do that once a week, you're obviously, you're planned it kind of thing. And not deliberately, but a lot of my dinners would be vegetarian. Yeah. I don't class myself as vegetarian, but it's just, yeah. just. It makes a do you know what? We're not going to actually. We should do a podcast episode that. But um, it. Do you know what? Do you know what I find from going vegetarian or mostly vegetarian because it would still eat meat occasionally with family. But otherwise, I'd never see my poor mother. But <laughs> no, <laughs> should still. But yeah. But every now and again, I get around here and, it's, and you know I check her in there. We vegetarian, but then she's on the way there. But hello. Um. But the one thing I would say from going with chain, you never have to eat even fresh vegetables. I, I, I find even now I would eat a lot of frozen vegetables, but I try to make sure they're I try to make sure they're pretty like it is just the vegetable. I don't like when there's a load of crap added. Um but I even find like fresh vegetables are even still still keep a lot better than meat. So I love the idea of because I don't buy meat, of course I don't buy a lot of meat, but I don't buy any meat. <laughs> Wouldn't be very good vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get those five chicken breasts for a five ride rice lab. There we go. That's not sort of this week. But I don't need a lot of meat. I don't really have to worry quite as much about things when I do it. Yeah. And a bit of broccoli will last. A bit of broccoli or, or <clears throat> potatoes or carrots will last a lot longer in your fridge. Yep. Than, than a piece of chicken will. Yeah. So that kind of goes into making shopping a wee bit easier. I suppose I wonder, do, do we both pick what we eat? To make shopping a wee bit easier as well. I never thought about it that way, but I'm just wondering. The, no? I don't think so. No. You don't like have a routine that you're that kind of makes your shopping a bit easier, or do you just go with what you feel like? Probably a routine, yes, but it's developed 
It's not the liberty to make sure any of It's it just yeah. so happens that it's... Yeah. It's been my, my eating routine rather than shopping routine. Yeah. Okay. I had for an awful mind is mostly being the same with vegetarian, but it just, it also turns out it's handier, but it, but it didn't do it for those reasons. Yeah. It just, it's just, so, it's just a nice side effect. So let's talk about the joys of living alone. With a disability? <laughs> Either or. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite thing about living on your own? I think uh, there are many things I hate about it, especially with the disability, because as we've talked about, everything is harder to do. Not everything, most things. Um, but my favorite thing uh, about living alone with disability is I suppose that the odd time that I am, I say the odd time, I'm knackered all the time. <laughs> but on the, on the very often occasion where I'm absolutely knackered, I suppose... It allows me to have downtime mm-hmm. to recuperate. And not feel guilty about it. And not feel guilty about it. I don't know. It must be very difficult if you've got like a chronic illness or disability and you've got a family uh, to look after after at the end of like a hard day work or a hard day, whatever you happen to be doing. Yeah. You wouldn't have that luxury. You wouldn't have that luxury. So I suppose one of the things that we're quite lucky with, both of us, is that we do have that wee bit of downtime. Like one of the things I can't remember whether we mentioned this or not, but after a really hard day at work, if I'm not out that evening, which is rare, but if I'm not out that evening, I might get into bed quite early. Uh-huh. Like I might actually get into bed like half six, seven. Mm-hmm. And that's because you're fatigued? It's because I'm fatigued and I don't want to spend any more time sitting than I already have. So so that's a, that's a big plus for Living alone with a disability is that at least you can have that kind of downtime to recuperate. How good does it feel just to get out of your chair and stretch? Doesn't it? <laughs> at the end of a day. So good. The end of a day, yes. I mean, sometimes uh, I really do like my, I really do like my bed. And I think we've mentioned this before, but people often assume, you know, because you try to spend more time in bed that you're lazy. Yeah. But the way I try to explain to people is the reason I try to spend as much time in bed as possible not because I'm lazy. Well, not mostly not because I'm lazy. <laughs> but it's it's simply because I'm tired of sitting. I've yeah. been sitting all day. I don't want to sit anymore. Yeah. Uh, There's your reason to tell you not to sit. Yeah. Too much. It's very bad for your health. It's very bad for your health. Very bad for your physical health. Uh, and what are we supposed to do about it? There's what what can we do about it? Exactly. Who? Yeah, on a chair, get at the best. Living with the disability, I suppose one of the slight benefits you and I both have is that because we kind of currently live low, we do have that wee bit of darting time. You know, you, you can kind of, if you've had a really long day, you can shut the world out. It's the best part. Isn't it? <laughs> so, does that wrap us up then? That wraps us up for this week. Uh, and I think our next episode will possibly, uh, link, linking into what we've just said, our, our next episode will most likely be Spoon Theory. Yep. Um, um, we are really going to try and get a few comments and a, we, maybe a few bits of insight about that. Um, so yeah, our next episode uh, will most likely be, be Spoon Theory. Although I am very much aware that Cerebral Palsy or Miss Monk. Oh yes, we'll have an episode on that too. We'll have an episode on that as well. Although I, I only heard that out like, I only found that out like two weeks ago. Thirty-five years alive with cerebral palsy. <laughs> You're very aware. <laughs> well, I am now, but but about the whole thirty-five years since I've been born. 
<laughs> so yeah. So we'll possibly do that. Um, yep. Is there anything else you want to say? Nope. That wraps us up. That um, up. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you the next episode for Spoon Theory. For Spoon Theory. See you later. Bye. Don't, 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 don't stop it. We'll get with it.